go. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode 15 of the Precision Unloaded podcast. Uh, this episode, we might name There and Back Again, A Hobbit's Tale, as uh, Mark and I headed, uh, and a few others headed to the deep south of, uh, is that Southland? I'm not sure. Omaru, anyway. Um, for our for mine and Mark's first South Island competition. I don't appreciate the reference to me being a hobbit, but that's right. I, did you catch up on that? Catch on. Okay, sorry. I um, thought I thought Southern Discomfort might have been a better name. <laughs> Southern Discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Anyway, so this episode will uh, centre around our uh, adventure southward, um, flying down south, uh, getting to the venue, you know, accommodation. Uh, better accommodation than we used to for events and then the, the match itself and um, and all of that um, anyway Mark how are you? not too bad good um, cleaned up everything for the week gave everything a wash and clean and oil and went over the dregs of my performance so <laughs> yes not your best uh, showing oh you know solid, <laughs> solid 28th <clears throat> get it out there straight away yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not sure what to say about your performance on the weekend, to be honest, mate. Well, uh, when I talk about it, I'll, I'll sure. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll, you'll come up with something. Enlighten you on. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm a victim of you convincing me to swap my scope. And then oh, yes, yes. Well, usually I've got a series of excuses when yeah. I do bad, yeah. blaming this, that, and the other yeah. thing. So no doubt you could just um, take note of a few of my previous excuses. Imagine how bad it'd been if I'd swapped my scope and my bipod. <coughs> like you want me yeah. to see yeah you're not wrong you're not you take my advice and things go bad for you so although <coughs> someone did comment on why not just put a can on it instead of that brake so and I actually I've got a suppressor that will fit it without having to go and get another one so is that 5 eighths by 24 correct and the it hell, would be pretty cool suppressed the Hell's Canyon is 5 eighths by 24 so ah that's a good idea just swap them over same barrel profile almost um, yep. from memory you know although this suppressor will be burnt bronze in colour but yeah oh, well can't yeah. win them all <coughs> anyway that's a side track yes so <laughs> our trip south we went down to Oamaru to the um, Boundary Creek Classic two day shoot on Saturday and Sunday um, organised by Ben Ben McLeod yes from Oamaru yep uh, so it's his first one he'd organised. So, and overall, it was pretty well done. I thought. Yeah, no, congratulations to Ben on his um, his first ma- first match. Um, yeah, being a success and uh, being well attended and uh, running relatively smoothly. Um, yep. Yeah, no, he, he did a good job. I, I talked to him a few times, and he had a few nerves leading up to the the first one, as you do um, when you first get into this game. But he uh, yep. he did a good job. Yeah, so I guess one disclaimer I've got is, you know, there are facts, judgments and opinions and we there's a lot of stuff we liked about the match and a lot you know, a few things that we could be improved, but that's the same with our matches that we hold. So, um if we say anything in here that, you know, people don't like, well we would just try to offer up some ways of improving things, you know. That's part of the thing. It's a events evolve differently in different parts of the country, so often you got some pretty good ideas to share around and I think that was taken on board anyway so that's all I'm saying <coughs> um, it was you know it was a great weekend so um, but it's just a few things that we, we probably weren't used to um, 
that sort of thing. So you know, don't take it too hard. This is you you reminiscing back to your businessman days, isn't it? The lawyer's opinion. Not that you're a lawyer, but wearing a, wearing a suit and tie. I, I did pose as a lawyer often. <clears throat> did you? No. <clears throat> no. Of course not. That'd be a legal ground. God. <laughs> anyway, it all started when we got to the airport and I hadn't booked an extra luggage for you three, so... What, what made me laugh about this, because so, so uh, to build the picture for those who, who want to know about our trip, mm. uh, so it was... Um, Simon and Angus were along on the trip with us, and uh, Simon was double checking: is all the bags sorted out? What do we need to do, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Mark was saying, "Don't worry about it; I've got it sorted." Yeah. Well, to my defence, I'd rung them, and he said, "No, you're all good. Don't, is there anything yeah. else I need to do? No, nah, it's all good." So Mark's a Koru Club member because you know he's a uh, previous life he was a lawyer slash fertilizer salesman. So. Um, well, Mark was lounging in the Coro Club drinking free uh, premium coffee. Us um, plebs were outside and um, being charged extra for all our baggage. Outside with your pitchforks. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we just had to pay a bit extra for the um, to take the, the firearms uh, down, but that 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 wasn't too difficult anyway. Uh, no. To be honest, the actual experience flying with the firearms was relatively hassle-free. Um, they were far more concerned about a lighter in someone's bag than um, correct than what we were doing. Now we had followed all the uh, uh, Air New Zealand requirements too, which you can <coughs> Google easy enough and yeah and find out. But um, no, no, just make sure in the lock cases, um, bolts and mags and ammunition separately and all that sort of thing. Um, I actually did have a note in my suitcase when I came back that they'd they'd opened it because there was one round inside an empty packet. But then you'll carry on. No, <laughs> Graham. How would they've gone through? Oh, my sorry, carry on Because I had no. it on me. I mean, unless they're well, yes. very sneaky. No, sorry, you're. Uh, sorry, I'm not. My a, checked a baggage. Of, my checked baggage. baggage. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was a note in it saying that they'd inspected the case because there was one round in an empty packet of, you know, what I thought. Oh, was, that, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but it was in my checked bag beside the other stuff that was the ammo I still had anyway. So, I mean, obviously I came back with two packets or whatever it was of, of um, you know, unfired ammunition. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so they had a note saying that's what they found and obviously that it was fine. So. That's very good. Hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah, anyway, that was it. We flew, got some cheap grabber seats early on and flew direct to... Um, Christchurch got a higher vehicle, uh, dropped off my lovely wife at her father-in-law's, and then proceeded to a couple of stops at Twin Needle, which I'd never heard of. Can you inform me on who they are, Graham? <laughs> yeah, so they're a um, New Zealand <laughs> company that. Are you laughing? I don't know who they are. <laughs> yeah, oh. um, they manufacture. Uh, they do a lot of repairs for um, canvas materials, tents, and stuff. But they, I believe, they do some contract work for defence. Um, they make. Uh, belts and um, slings, uh, all sorts of sort of um, technical style uh, storage, I guess you'd best way to call it. They Canvas. Backpacks. Oh, I don't know what you call it. Cordura, so they make, they the make stuff, if there's a gold rush, they'll make tents and stuff for the tent village. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, no, I, I should rephrase it to Cordura as the, as the cool, okay. cool material. Okay. Now I, I am um, informed. <clears throat> yes. So I got a just a, a battle belt, which... Um, 
has a, a D loop on it that you can attach your sling for when you're shooting tripod positions. Um, but yes, and we stopped or off, got some ammo. Clip it into the back of a vehicle and tow you. It could be used to tow me around behind a vehicle, yes. Okay. Strong enough. Yep. Um, yep, and uh, got some ammo from a local shop, and we uh, got out of Christchurch as quick as we could. Yeah. Yep. The long straight drive south. It is a very boring drive. Yeah. It is, it is like you say, just a straight road um, for three and a half hours, three hours. But, but um, at least you learnt what centre pivots were and lateral irrigation and border dike irrigation and where pivots can go and can't go and how they can climb yes. over buildings. So you had a fun... Yes. they. Are, I will admit they, <clears throat> in Canterbury region, they farm a lot differently to uh, the dairy farming we do here in Taranaki. Yes. Night and day different, actually. So yeah. that was interesting. Um, but I mean, the, the, this, to be honest, their water doesn't fall out the sky, sky quite as um, freely as ours, so they've got to do things a bit differently. Yeah, um, no, it certainly was looking a bit dry for this time of year down there too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I thought we were places. flying over the, the desert when we flew in. But, um, uh, North Canterbury, yeah, outside of Colvin, and that was looking... Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, so... Yeah, poor buggers. But anyway, so we... Um, we made, made it to Omaru. Now, we were a bit worried that our accommodation would be as bad as the, uh, the Oasis. Oasis last time Mark Come took on. care of a trip. We'll get litigation um, if we keep slagging off the Oasis. <coughs> they, 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 I'm telling you what, if they can't provide hot water, they're not going to be able to provide a lawsuit. To Anyway, <laughs> so because we were tr- carrying firearms with us, we thought hiring a house would be better than a hotel or a motel. So, And that worked out quite well, so it was... Um, very nice house just up on the hill overlooking Omaru, quite close to the centre of town, so um, had heat pumps and everything and all the, all the jazz, nice kitchen, so it was good um, Yes, well set the accommodation up. was top notch Yeah, Comfy, uh, spacious enough room for us to do tripod practice in the evenings in the lounge with the curtains <laughs> closed um, <clears throat> Yeah, uh, the accommodation was good um, plenty of room and, and, and good facilities so yeah. That was definitely a step up from our last trip away, that's for sure. Oh, that's right. I'll <clears throat> make sure we get a terrible one next time, just to balance it up. Well, you shoot better when we have bad accommodation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Yeah, so then uh, it was an early start the next morning. I think we had to be there by 7.15 for the briefing, which was pretty much still dark. Yep. First light was about then, so... Um, and if, yeah, take it from there, Graham. Yeah, so we got split up into squads of approximately ten. Um, now this shoot ran differently from ours in the in the in the way that um, they had. How did they phrase it? You had stages, and then they had. So at each position, you had two stages, and then there's five positions. I'm not sure how they phrased it. Stations. Stations. That's what they called it. So each station one would have two stages, and then station yeah. two would have two, so on and so forth. Um, but you'd, it was generally a short drive between each um, station. Station. So we went to station one, which was sort of probably the furthest away from the others to start the day. So me and Simon. And then um, you shoot your two stages there and then you head off um, up the track and um, <clears throat> to your following station. So the, the driving around was very different for us. We, we're not used to... Um, uh, moving in vehicles between uh, stages, which was which was nice. You uh, kept you nice and um, 
fresh and it also meant you weren't having to struggle around carrying all your heavy gear as, as much as we'd probably be normally to uh, normally used to no and um, i could actually shed stuff over the day that i wasn't using which was most of what i brought so it was great yes so 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 mark and angus squatted together and they they took the, the rental vehicle so simon and i had to sort of bludge rides every you had to hitchhike we, we did <laughs> but luckily um the southern hospitality was uh as you'd expect and we, we were looked after there um, and also it was a good way to meet some pretty interesting characters too um but yeah so, so that was a bit different for us but it was um it was good it made good use of the uh the the, the layout of the land yeah, it was probably uh, a k and a half from the closest to further stage so mm. yeah it must have been about that eh? yeah um and yeah and, and it sort of had a very so it had a this, this property had quite a varied um how would you describe it like rolling sheep beef country yeah rolling hills rolling hills larger rolling hills not not as big as say Artita or anything but had Probably a bit of rock around zero to 80 meters change in elevation sort of thing yeah yeah and and it had a bit of, some states had a bit of rock and stuff and then others were in sort of conventional grass paddocks and um yeah they tried to make uh, use of the uh the rocks and stuff quite well which is cool because i quite enjoy rocky stages and um, uneven shooting positions um yeah it was good i liked the i did like the the big boulders although that was my worst probably one of my worst stages of the whole competition was the uh the boulder stages but i enjoyed where it was shot from and, um i had no preference that, i thought they were equally all bad for me <laughs> so, <laughs> <coughs> so i didn't mind any of them so um, so I, I i went into this comp um, coming off my last result being quite good, being what have, what have we had previously? We've had the the, the pre raw, and then RTD uh, long range challenge. So I got a third RTD and a second at pre raw. Uh, other way around, yeah. Oh, you know, but yep. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The, the order, and, and so I was, I was I was reasonably confident. At least the system, the, the firearms we can wear them. So what were you uh, running? Well, uh, sorry for those. Um, want to know my that's how a 1506 millimeter creedmoor mdt l what is the chassis sorry um oh it's bloody gone um no chassis at all. oh yeah <laughs> advanced competition chassis uh delta um delta strike is it striker yeah whatever the name is it's the box yeah. in front of me yeah yeah uh, 4.5 to 30 by 56 a nice yeah. big scope and I had actually planned on swapping out the suppressor for a muzzle brake, but um, the muzzle brake turned up on the day I was flying out, so that never happened. That would work. I would, have, I would have to re-zero. But, um, no, it'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, running it suppressed. But again, <clears throat> six mil, so the recoil is very, very manageable, especially in a relatively um, not lightweight system like I'm running. Uh, and I was also using a friend's MDT Skypod, um, which we'll talk about Skypods later on because they feature quite heavily on this trip. And yeah, so six mil shooting the 108 ELDs at about 3070, so nice and fast, nice and light, and um, it performed well. But but I went in to this comp, I was wanting a top five was my original goal. Yeah. Um, but it didn't quite get there in the end. But we'll go over that. But um. Yeah, I, I'd done a bunch. I'd done a bit of. I've actually done a lot of work in the lead up to this event. Um, more so the two to three and the 
22 and the 308 just getting practice in but um yeah silly little things let me down then so what, what about you mark what did you do to prepare for this comp obviously nothing <laughs> <coughs> based on what well, that was um yeah oh i changed my scope over to the from a, a night force 12 to 42 old faithful and uh to a 4 to 32 um nx8 yep good scope yeah yeah so got it all sided in you know with a 200 meter zero sort of what i like on it um speed tested and everything like that so was pretty happy didn't probably put enough rounds through it at range longer ranges and that may be a problem that i've caused me an issue but don't know uh so in general most stages uh i was yeah way below just missing um and on thinking back over it i think key problems i was the other scope i was used to it just had a straight cross here with a dot in the center very fine i've talked about this before and so what i've been doing is using holdover based on the size of the target you know for air, for wind <coughs> um and also i'd changed ammo but i don't think that was a problem because it was all where it all it was all set up so it was fine it was probably better ammo more more less uh flyers in it i suppose you know yeah better Agreed. overall quality so it was sarco gamehead pro um ammo 130 grain so yeah so i changed the scope uh which has now the maor reticle whatever it is yeah mm -hmm. uh, so it's got hash marks up and down and i think that caused me a few issues just on swapping between using holdover just against the backdrop versus using the hash marks so and yep. not really picking one or the other sort of thing so you know what it meant was i was just missing a lot out to ranges above 350 yeah so um <clears throat> and normally i'll be fine you know it's normally above 600 that i have issues so obviously yeah hmm. so anyway um i was probably what do you know with that 40 something percent target hit rate sort of thing so way below you know where i'd probably be yeah normally um I think I didn't work hard enough on getting positions stable enough um, on a lot of them and the probably other crucial thing was I was going too fast so when I'm shooting well I just send it like I've got you know time wasn't an issue but it became an issue because I was <laughs> I was finishing with way too much time left so yeah I was just firing away, like blazing away, basically. So, which is normally, a f it should be a, um, what am I trying to say? That should be a f an outcome of shooting well, is that I'm shooting faster. Mm. But instead, it was the other way around. I was shooting faster to shoot well, which didn't work. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I used to shoot quite quickly. Yeah. Um, it's actually, if, uh, I, I, if you recall back, um, we were doing some practice with Simon up on Mount Doom yeah. six months ago yeah. when that infamous photo was taken, the no backstop photo. Um, 
but we we did some mock stages and I shot it and I think I got half hits and, and the rest misses and I finished with thirty or forty seconds to spare. And Simon says, "Well, why, why did you have all that time to spare? Yeah, you know, and, and all those misses. All us, you know, you should, okay, you miss. Okay, what happened? Assess, make a correction calmly instead of just like wildly moving the reticle and slinging another bullet down range." especially if you've got the time so I, I, i've made a bit of an effort to slow my um uh the, the reloading and the, and the trigger press and the breathing down now i still move quickly between stages uh, like positions in a stage so if i have to run or um reposition my body or my uh, firearm I'll, I'll still do that at, at, as fast as i can but the the sh- shooting itself, I've tried to slow down, and has um, improved things quite a lot. Um, yeah. So okay. yeah, that I, I was having the same thing. That that shooting fast is cool. You've got to go fast, but it depends on the stage, I guess. Yeah. So, in our squad of ten, you know, we had a number of people who, you know, they were too slow to start. I mean, this is just for anyone. It was basically two minutes or two minutes fifteen, roughly, was often the stage time, and a lot of them would be um, getting set up for forty odd seconds, and which left them twenty short, basically. So you had a consistent theme of people not finishing off their rounds, certain month, you know, certain months. So, but then you had a guy, Sean Ellis, is it, who got second, so um, in our squad overall. So he was just probably doing what I have done a couple is just harvesting plenty of points from each one not really you know he aced some he basically cleared a couple i think from memory um but in general he was just shooting pretty well constantly consistent consistent. Consistent. yeah and i think his his setup was going really well for him so that was well done yeah a north island guy too yeah yeah north island guy congratulations yep he's been been to a few of few of your shoots and simon's so good he uh he's regular um we i think just on briefly we had six out of the top 10 were North Island guys which is nice yeah um, we made a good showing down there um, yeah you were mentioning guys uh, taking a long time to get ready so the time starts you lie down you build your position yeah I think that is an area <clears throat> where you can make up a lot of time is building that position quickly so going into the stage having a plan on um, how you're going to lay I mean it's not always simple because you can't practice no the stage um, but you sort of make a plan this thing I do you could pr- maybe preset your bipod legs roughly um, this that and the other because um, yeah, like you say um, you can eat up half your time just trying to build a position for a 400 meter shot and it's like no. well, that shouldn't take you long it should take you and that was what <coughs> I was ob- observing so I just look at the other bipod settings and then I'm generally like a slightly lower position yeah. um, so I just set mine prior to so we really didn't have to adjust it um, based yeah. on what other people would do it you know what I was seeing and whether I was sitting and positioning depending if they're further forward because a lot of the positions you know the further forward you go it drops off say so you got you can set your bipod long and hang over the front or you know to create a bit of stability on the berm of the position sort of thing so yeah yeah um so no, I mean, there's three stages I thought I shot pretty well, um, and that was it. So, and and once I've you know 
once I was on on those stages, I was feeling like I normally would. Um, but that was all, all I, you know, I still, I zeroed a couple of stages that I should. Oh, you zeroed some? One, maybe. Wow, what, what stage was that? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> the, the Waratah one, I got nothing. Serious? Well, because this goes, anyway, it's the same for everyone, but there was no calls on where you're going, right? In general. Yes, fair. Um, yeah. So I couldn't see where I was going, and I started missing and could not work my way back onto the target, and I just couldn't, it was inexplicable because it wasn't far, like 250. No, it was 350, 300 metres. No, it was it? 250. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, and then it just gets in your head, and yeah, I was, I just couldn't hit it. And then, like on the, the 740 didn't hit that, um, yeah. and the guy goes, "Oh, that was real close. You were all your shots were just underneath." I was like, "Oh, great, thanks." Yeah, so that is different from us. We allow um, squads to correct to a certain extent assist each other. Now we won't um, give them exact mill corrections, etc. But um, yep. yeah, we'll give them a rough idea, especially especially newer shooters. No, but that's that's different rules, different place, so it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. The other one. No, was, I, I, I I didn't mind it because it was the same for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And time was the same, although in the end I started doing quite a bit of timing, and I was just calling a minute, thirty seconds, which actually in several cases helped people get those last two shots off. Because they. Yes, sp- I do like knowing what's going on. No, because. Other, prior to that it was just like a vacuum of info in terms of time and that's our time and yeah you think if you had anyway so if you had that 20 seconds to go you would have got the last two shots away even if they were a bit ropey but yeah so yeah so in the end people, you know i think <clears throat> a bit of that is trying to do stuff through osmosis i was sort of showing you know if you do call the time rather than they were just saying if you, you only get told if you ask basically mm um so yeah anyway um <clears throat> but the general the time pressures weren't too bad although it's still you know the round count was often 10 rounds so you've pretty much got to hum along still um yep. especially if you've taken a while to set up or get your position yeah so anyway you were you were saying on the the warata now it wasn't actually warata it was like a, a, rio like a 20 mil rio bar with a T yeah. post welded on top of it. Yeah. Similar concept, I guess. But um Yeah, the other one was I believe it was meant to be a Waratah, but Blair forgot to take the Waratah, so I'm pretty sure. And the other anyway, one was, um, a, was a pipe with a noose and that's where I put my head. <laughs> in the noose. So you were saying about not being able to spot your shot, so that's just a recall management thing too, which we could work on up the farm pretty easy. Um that's one of the things I've been working on is oh, yeah, no, so, you could on some stages because the they, they a lot of splash but i'm just saying in general yeah uh the 740 i was spotting you know just looking and 80 percent of the shots you wouldn't be able to see where they were for anyone yeah so it wasn't yep. yeah so i i watched pretty much every single one of my shots at distance with the little 1086 mils they were just exploding in the grass i just see a little little puff and uh and I could see it. It was, it, but then the funny thing is, the six fives in their squad were running like a, um, a like a hollow point type um, Berger projectile or something similar, uh, Simon's ones, and we couldn't see those splash. Yeah. But the little six mils with a ballistic tip, they were, um, they seemed to be showing up. Norm- normally not what we see, but um, 
yeah, it was it was good for me anyway when it came to those longer stages. Yeah. Yeah. No, so anyway, um, first day finished about somewhere down the field. I was slightly improved on the second day, but yeah, not a lot. So I made the mistake on the first day of um, querying my position in the standings. And I was initially in third, that got bumped back to fourth because they dropped a stage completely. So that. Um, what was the mistake points. querying your position? Well, the, because now I was in a. So in fourth, I was like one and a half or two hits off the lead yeah um and as much as it shouldn't have it played on my mind a lot through the next evening uh being happy with my score because i had shot reasonably well a couple of stupid um sort of stages but i've shot pretty well and always more than 50 percent of the hits always okay so that's interesting that you say that because i think i went with the wrong mindset so, yeah. Well, this is it. This is, it is my to the whole thing. Um, I normally do better if I. How do I say it? Don't care. Um, <clears throat> and have no expectation. So I should have gone in like that, and I didn't. Yep. So anyway, well, I back, had an back to you, Graham. We'll about, I, <laughs> we've gone through my abysmal failure. So let's talk about yeah. What I had well. an expectation of a reasonable result because I've been putting the yep. work in, but um, but then after the first day having a a, a good result up the top of the field and, and and very few points separating us so i um and celebrating my finishing a bottle of whiskey that night graham <laughs> and um, no, i'm kidding you so did. Or did no you? <laughs> so the next day i sort of it was playing on my mind <clears throat> whenever i'd make a small mistake i'll go oh that's costing me yeah um i wonder if other people are making that mistake and i i made some some stupid errors like dropping easy hits uh just rushing a little bit um like i said we shouldn't um now i was still shooting well i was um but just you know a couple points on this stage a couple on that stage a couple on that stage and um things that shouldn't have been misses um it just just sort of it pushed me back and i ended up um after day two coming in sixth so <clears throat> didn't make meet my top five sort of uh, goal for the event i wasn't far off it like i was just behind ian hughes in fifth but um like when i say just behind like a, a hit or two like it was nothing but um but that's those stupid mistakes because i was starting to worry about it you know my results uh, where i shouldn't have been um it's sort yeah. of you, know, you make those mistakes and you and, were the and, highest and, highest placed person who only cleaned one stage <laughs> interesting I, I think i only cleaned one stage on the sunday actually correct that was at the yeah, I, warata the one that i yeah. didn't hit at all yes uh, yeah, i went into the, I, uh, <laughs> um <clears throat> yes yeah, so I, I never cleared bugger all but i was pretty well consistent but but on day two i let it slip so simon beat me on day two um as he sort of recovered a lot from his first day uh, that didn't go particularly well for simon but um, yeah, just mental. Um, I'm I'm getting better at the mental game, but there's I'm, I don't think I'm used to having that um, uh, that second day of uh, hoping to retain a good point score. I'm used to one day matches, but 
It was only just to hit a Yonde too. Oh yeah, I know, but he still got me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it was the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Like similar stages, like um, the uh, sitting tripod stage was easy, and I dropped a point on that. Uh, the rock stage, the stage by the sitting tripod, I dropped two points, fully knowing if I pulled the trigger where I was holding it, I'd miss. But it's still <clears throat> um, trying to move a bit fast and. You pull the trigger. Why did I do that? You know, so you, I'm. It's not as if I'm shooting and I think it's going to hurt. I know when I pull the trigger, it's a miss. Yeah, uh, especially in that five six hundred meter range. So because the guy, and then think, I, sorry, I went up to the there was a stage, a know your limits rack, and now this was scored a bit funny. So that you could essentially, if you cleared it, you could get two stages worth of points. So. <clears throat> Uh, it could really make or break your day. You could be significantly behind and make up a significant, a, a large amount of points, or um, be well ahead and lose a lot of points. Oh, excuse me. Um, now, I made the mistake of listening to a friend of mine who was uh, in the points race with me. He told me he, he's like, "Oh man, I just cleared that easy as easy as." Turns out he hadn't. <clears throat> So I go into it going, oh shit, man, I've really got to clear this now because he's, he's got me on points. Um, he hadn't cleared it, he was just winding me up. <laughs> so I found this out later on. Um, and I bloody, I what do we call it? I had a mulligan. I um, I really let myself down on that stage and lost a lot of points. A lot of points. So. Um, Which one was that? The Know Your Limits. Oh, you did too. Yes, just looking at that. Yes. Yes. There was, there was a, a good chap who finished, he topped the second day, and he cleaned five of the last six stages on the second day. Hmm. Yeah. Cleared them. And uh, only one of three people who got maximum on Know Your Limits. Hmm. Yeah. So See, yeah, that, I... that was your... <coughs> yeah, that one would have sorted you out, Graham. Oh, yeah, but I went into it just panicked about the stage easily too damn anyway sorry i'm just looking at the scores <clears throat> yeah i know see that's what i mean you do well on that stage you win the whole competition yeah but, um uh, anyway so i i went in uh and then i was sort of just worried about it and um it really yeah i, I, I fluffed it up big time it rushed same thing i shouldn't have rushed didn't need to rush i rushed that is a common, okay. the mental thing, common thing, because um, you run into other squads, and I've seen it in other shoots, and they always go, oh yeah, I'm killing it. Yeah, just haven't missed, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the scores at the end of that, and you're like, what? They're just talking trash. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that as a certain, to a certain extent <clears throat> in this game, shooters are going to get so good, right? We're hitting the targets easy, right? You go practice hitting the targets simple. Everyone's good at that, right? Well, they think they're. So you get all these these sort of competent shooters into a competition setting, and why do most of us miss everything? We're usually pretty good. It's just the mental side of the house. It's the planning. Yeah. It's the 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 nervousness. Like what for me, right? I'm getting nervous because I can feel myself slipping backwards down the the scores because i'm going there to try achieve a certain result which i shouldn't be but i am um and, and that and then and then letting other competitors get in your head um 
I I guess it's I've, I listened to a thing recently and they said it's like golf um, what well, sucks all, well golf does suck but all the <laughs> all the um, top golfers and there's the PGA are saying they can all play golf fantastically right but in a competition it's the mental game that wins it it's the the guy who's there to win and he's got everything ready and he's not letting the crowd get to him not yeah. not that we've got squads of spectators cheering us on but <clears throat> it's that mental game and that that sort of thing i think i think that's what separates um the people who are winning from having a shot to not having a shot at, at yeah. getting up there um which yeah, is true. Like, I, if i i took if it if i just head. had a kid i would have yeah. probably done better you know uh if i didn't yeah my ammo was fine scope was fine um but I did have a lot of confidence in the previous setup, so and I, that probably helped me shoot better anyway. So, yeah. If so, you start to second guess things, and all that sort of stuff comes into your head. So, yeah. Yes. So confidence in your system is key. Like yeah. I was confident in my rifle. I was confident in my zero, my data. Uh, the wind calls were pretty good. Simon did. Um, no malfunctions. Give me a bit of advice on wind. No, no malfunctions. No. The rifle, yeah. rifle's good. Um, so it's just that um, get that mental game. And now I'm not saying I'm not blaming anything. Like my performance was still good. I still had two good days. Um, yeah. There were just five people who shot better than me. That was the uh, yeah what it comes down to. But um, yeah, it's just get it's getting better. That's for sure. It's definitely from from last year's results um, coming into this year. Things are certainly trending up. Well, something um, that Simon said before probably is that you could have um, in previous years earlier on, you could have had two rubbish stages and still been able to recover or sort mm-hmm. of thing now <clears throat> now probably a couple of rubbish stages you're not you, yeah you're in the, you're down to the bottom of the top 10 sort of thing i don't know it, it feels that way yeah right? yeah but you've <clears throat> got to be consistent well i mean the scoring slightly different down there but in our, our matches to tlrs or gpre matches um it used to be sort of 60 percent of win and then it was sort of late 60s now it's getting into high 70s yeah that's winning competitions per, per, <clears throat> percent of the score I, I should say yeah so everyone's getting better so yeah you can't have a bad stage now really yeah um, which is interesting no but, um, I mean, it's yeah, good i mean guys getting better is good but it's the only plus is i thought i i didn't make any mistakes in terms of um dialing you know in terms of leaving no, none of the basic errors that you often kick yourself for so that was good i was made sure i was always prepared and had the right yes dope dialed up and all that sort of thing so oh, poor old kind poor of right old simon. I kept missing simon and that's what, that's what i was leading on to simon obviously i was expecting to see at the end of the day and <clears throat> see the normal procession of who's where but um yeah so he he dialed the wrong elevation by a mill out first, I think. first stage first stage so that as we've talked about before first stage can uh set you up you know, I think it did. Mind, I think mind. it ruined us. Yeah. It knocked him, not knocked him around, but that's not the Simon we're used to seeing. No, no. He he usually puts a masterclass on for us anyway, and um, yeah, it uh, it really it didn't go that well from that first day. Yeah. Um, which is a shame. But uh, but he he was invaluable to me. Yeah. Uh, with advice leading up to stages and um. Yeah, and that, that's wind and. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. I wasn't much help to poor old Angus. So, <laughs> <laughs> in terms of advice, 
all I could say at the end was, how many of you, how many of these have you actually done with the proper gear? And he said, well, it's really my first one. And I said, well, there you go. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. you know, he's been building up into it, so it's early days for him. So, yeah, G- give him a year. Yeah, I think he'll be a uh, a serious competitor in a year or so. Especially like like Simon was nice enough to give some help on the Saturday night. Yeah, just in the lounge with you know body positioning and a little bit of fundamental work. Um, Thrashing with an alkathene pipe. <laughs> beat, him, beat him with a stick. Shoot better, shoot better. Oh, oh no, oh. but but the thing is, you can get all this advice and you can't just apply it straight away and be the man. You've got to practice. And, no. Um, and work up to it. But anyway, anyway, so no, we we come out of that um sort of opposite ends of the results table you and i yeah um simon ended up climbing back to ninth which is good because he was quite a way down after the saturday but he yep. had a he had a good sunday uh you i was in sixth you were in 28 eight yeah angus was 36 or four three um, maybe three off oh, 33 i've short changed him um yeah so it was certainly spread out over the uh over each quarter of the um the field but yeah i think it was a worthwhile trip it was cool to see how um well compare it against some of the shooters from down south we don't see up here and also to have a weekend away with the boys and um have a few laughs um hooning around south island and, and shooting competition yep yeah i think it was a worthwhile trip so no um i guess on to my next pet topic interesting stuff i saw so uh, it's the first comp where I've seen a lot of tripods, so it was just good to have a look at all the different setups. Um, quite a few, obviously, a lot of Section 22 ones, which are, what brand are they? Anyway, Section 22. Um, got to have a look at the Death Grip, which is a bog pod one that I've seen advertised. Um, I think Lawrence had that, so it was, yeah, it seemed to work quite well. It's a clamp one, so. Okay. Um, and the first time I've seen quite, you know, I've got a trigger stick, three-legged one, you know, tripod that I use for shooting, night shooting. And there's actually quite a lot of those there as well, people using um, for general supports or whatever else. So, um, so no, it was just good to see the tripods in action. Um, but there's probably only really two stages where they were really used. Um a lot of the rest of the time they've been used for back support you know you know rear support yeah but my favorite my favorite thing no i just it's terrible it's frustrating to watch because they i i see the advantage of fiddling i know i know i know yeah yeah but god it looks stupid (laughs) like we (coughs) so simon and i talked about this like we're like oh we could like there's different advantages in certain areas using tripod as rear support for the guys who have practiced it we hadn't practiced it, so there's no way we're trying. And I just couldn't, even then, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Like, you just... Well, we like taking photos of each other shooting and stuff, and we took some photos of some friends using the rear support, and God, they're bad photos. They just look horrendous. Um, yeah, it's pile up, pile up all your gear around yourself and take a photo. <laughs> but hey, if it's guys can shoot better with it, all the more power to them. Now, the one thing that is very different from what we do up here so we allow tripods in the open class yeah um but tripods for us are to be deployed on the clock so we might do a stage where it's suitable to a tripod and we might throw them an extra 30 seconds or a minute to allow deployment but down south they seem to let you 
muck around before the stage starts, pre-setting your tripod position, yeah, setting the legs, so you or you advance to the stage and it's all set. Uh, this causes a bit of a backlog at the start of the stage because everyone's fluffing around with a tripod and sitting down practicing the position. Not a fan of that. It sort of takes away. So <clears throat> I think if you preset a tripod, right, like say the sitting stage was preset, so it's pretty similar for everyone. You might as well just build a bloody put a post in the ground with a little um, bit of wood off the side of it that's a similar height because that's going to achieve the same thing. Then guys don't need to spend six hundred bucks on a tripod. Then no. You don't need to soak up heaps of time no. setting up. Now, if you said, okay, you've got it's going to be a two minute stage. All right, let's make it two minutes forty five, and you've got to deploy your tripod from stowed, as in legs collapsed, and um, tension on them. Um, now it's interesting because they've got to deploy that under the clock and think about it rather than having an infinite amount of time beforehand to. Yep. So um, I, otherwise, I, it's pointless. That's the concept of. Yeah, you got one minute prep time and a minute forty to shoot. So yeah, or, or just throw that prep time in there. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, and just make it a little bit longer. But force some. Again, I think you should force some strain on the competitor. Like it all. Uh, a lot of this sort of the idea is practical shooting skills. Um, the idea is that you are tested on how you can set up your position and engage the target in a set amount of time. If you've got a a window beforehand to set it up like if we're shooting at a deer and it's off a tripod because of the look of the grass or the rocky terrain we don't really have an infinite amount of time to set up the tripod we've got to get it done and take the shot so <clears throat> that's just something i i'd prefer again their comp their rules um but up our way i like the idea of it being a it's part of each each shooter's um time anyway just to just to provide a bit of challenge and also upskill them in um, deploying a tripod also under stress. Thoughts, yeah. Mark? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, as I said, I still like the giving a defined prep time. Um, it means your overall time for shooting is cut, but um, you've then got, a, you know, you're a known amount to get ready sort of thing. So I think those stages work well. But that still places pressure on all you're doing is cutting, you know, you're eliminating 40 seconds off the, the time to hit the target. So mm. um, I just don't, yeah. So that was one of the things I had an issue was there's limited real use of tripods or stages that included it. So I have, of all, say, whatever, 16, really I felt there's, what, two that were exclusively made use of tripods. Um, well, I made, believe, yeah, two actually was stated that you yeah. shot off of a tripod. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so that that was yeah that's the way it was so but I can't see that I'd use one practically day to day I mean I use a shooting stick tripod but that's a deploys of one trigger so you know and it's small and light there's no setup you know set up as seconds five seconds rather than you know 40 so yeah that's fine and it's probably the best extra piece of shooting kit I've ever got so, but whereas a full a big big tripod, don't know. I'll see. I'll give it a go. I've ordered an arc and rail, so um, yeah, to go underneath. We'll muck around with it and see how it goes. In a year's time, I'll be saying, yeah, don't know why I hadn't always used it. So <laughs> yeah, um, but that, that, that's be things you know. So so just going through a few more things about the the comp things that um, I found the round count you know roughly ten shots on most targets 
most of the time. Um, I sort of felt you could probably do that with six, you know, varying it a bit. Mm -hmm. um, probably just mainly around lowering the cost. I mean, overall, it was what, 150 rounds um, at least, or around that over the two days. So it's pretty expensive uh, on round count, but and often you were engaging one target, so I think you could achieve enough with six shot, five, six shots as opposed to ten. So, but that once again, mm -hmm. things evolve differently in different places. So that was only just an observation um, to provide that. So yeah, um, I was impressed that we got through the first day, ten stages with with the squad sizes. That was good. So I liked the. Um, the dedicated ROs on this, so there's no ambiguity around, well, apart from some of the stages were written so people could find loopholes, but you know, that's something you iron out for the next one, so yeah um, squad leaders slash managers I don't, well, leaders are chosen, managers are appointed so I think having people overall to run the squad just keeps things ticking along, so yep. yeah, um, no, they did make um I was a bit apprehensive about the large squad sizes, but they um, yeah, they managed that well. Yeah, um, having the, I guess that's the beauty of the stations with two stages in each. That that one and that one stage RO could he'll run you through stage one, and then he'll run you through stage two. So instead of needing, so what do we have? Ten stages. Yeah. Instead of needing ten arrows, you need five. Uh, I see an advantage there. I do. It, I quite liked it actually. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and you could, and then having the squad um, manager type position um, also working in sync with the ROs to keep everybody moving, and um, yeah, I see a benefit there. That that was, I was pleasantly surprised at how quickly we got through things. Yeah, and uh, the other, a side thing was the larger squads I found were interesting. You had more people to talk to and yak with to a degree, sort of thing. So you know, yeah, that, that was just a. A plus on the social side, um, we had a really good squad, good variety of people, and everyone you know got on well, and wasn't any blow ups. So um, it's quite hilarious. One guy used the wrong rifle on a stage; that was quite entertaining. So wait, sorry, <coughs> he used the wrong rifle. Okay, so the, the two two of them had um, both had RPRs, um, mm. both in the same scope, I think, from memory. And one was suppressed, one was muzzle braked, and. So he had the same, you know, mags and everything were the same. So he rocked up, shot the stage, and at the end, it's like, do you realise you've got that rifle? The wrong. He's like, oh my god, he didn't even notice until he'd shot his round, you know. So and so he like, picked up his friend's RPR instead of his own. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's pretty impressive. Something I'd do anyway. <clears throat> there was another TAC A one in the squad, so but I didn't manage to do that. Yeah, but no, he was like, "Oh man, I didn't even know." And uh, and yeah, and even because someone was saying, oh, "I noticed that." I thought he must have run out of ammo and was borrowing his mate's gun, so he didn't say anything. So, <laughs> so. That's gold. Um, I've never seen that before. No mistake. I guess yeah. Wow, that's a good one. At least, thank frick that their ammunition was the same, and that he didn't pick up a different caliber and blow the bloody thing up so that's a good thing yeah yeah I'm assuming I think they're both not a good thing he shot someone else's rifle but the, that the, that the well, was, I think it was his mates anyway they were, they were, they yeah. were together you know the whole day so yeah, fine. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no I felt, I felt a lot of the props and that were good um, variety you know um, um, the stage info sheets I, did, I thought they were you know there was a few th things missing 
people could game but um, in terms of instructions but I found the info sheets were pretty clear overall for a stage so and laid out well so it made yeah, the it, gaming thing's hard we've been struggling with I, that. Yeah, it's I a, mean Simon longer than us but you've got to yeah. literally go over everything in the safety briefing like you cannot do this you cannot do this and yeah this is the gear for this stage etc etc and just um yeah you have to treat the competitors a bit like children when it comes to that otherwise they'll just take the mickey and try to get a yeah. easier way to shoot the stage so the barricade one people worked out straight away you could do the whole thing prone going through three holes so off the, a bipod too off, wasn't yeah it, off yeah. a bipod yeah um so you know all you do there is put no prone perhaps in it um and just take that out but you know so they ended up causing a problem and they wiped the stage so um i shot it in the spirit of the event so which was a dumb idea because i would have done better if i'd just done what everyone else was doing so anyway yeah, yeah i actually shot because we that sort of that just sort it of changed tested yeah. just before we got there so yeah. we shot it the intended way um and i shot it pretty well actually yeah. but um you had to but i think i may have even i think i didn't miss but i timed out i can't remember i didn't move quite quick enough on that one yeah um a lot of yeah but no that, that i as intended that was a good stage but uh, like you say um uh, people took the mickey and then i think the ro wasn't 100 percent sure on how it was supposed to go down so he allowed people to take the mickey in it uh, not not intentionally but um yeah it's a shame no well they weren't but, wrong either no no they weren't that's the trouble it was how it's written so yeah um yeah i guess this is the thing people have to remember with these especially like i can't speak for others but for our stages uh there's a certain problem put in front of you to test you you know how do you deal with uh shooting in these three or four positions through these this barricade or uh through the brush or whatever or with your heart rate elevated or high stress if you find a way of just not like okay i can if i just do this it'll be prone oh that's easy i'll just do that you're kind of defeating the purpose of practical rifle shooting yeah uh, and that is i mean ultimately to get better improve and, and make hunting easier um yeah it's i mean it, it has evolved more and more into a game but you still want to be a um if, if if people want to win the comp having cheated or you know unsportsmanlike behavior then i mean that's on them but i know i want to win a comp by shooting well and shooting better than my peers and um being good rather than uh than, than interpreting the rules in a sort of a bay of plenty type fashion Anyway, moving on, enough rambling about. Or Queenstown. <laughs> or Queenstown. Yeah, Blair will get that one. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what else? Oh, the only other highlight was I, I met a fan of our podcast. Well, a fa- the fan. You met the fan. At, no, so I asked Mark, what's this chap's name? Don't Mark know. Forgot. No, Mark forgot. Mark forgot. Don't know. So our friend, our so fan. Our, our fan from Dunedin. <laughs> Who was firing a six point five by fifty five? So I knew that. I knew that at least. Hello to you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he said, "Oh, are you Mark from the blah blah with Graham." I said, "Yeah, yeah, that's it." Yeah. So I was like, "Wow, someone who actually listens." Well, well, yeah, the one guy. Shout out to you. 
whoever you may be. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. uh, no, other than that, um, basically finished just after lunch on the Sunday, I think, got through the last stages, so, and made our way back north. Yes, mad dash back to Christchurch um, on the dead straight road. I fell asleep. Uh, which was nice and then yeah we stayed at uh, some of Mark's family down there which in a very very lovely house um, it looks like it's off grand designs <laughs> it's not a far off though is it and then yeah yeah it's quite well done <clears throat> yep uh, very nice and lovely and warm even with no heating running it was pretty cool and then yeah we um, got you know, up, we, you know it's we, a got a lift <clears throat> yeah it does have a lift uh, <laughs> And then we, um, so we pre-packed our bags um, to go back on the plane uh, on the Sunday night. Uh, again, because we had to juggle everything back around. So, uh, yeah, stow, stowed luggage just to have your ammo or yep. cases, etc. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, and then they backed across the airport early in the morning. They took the firearms uh, stuff a lot more seriously than New Plymouth. Not in a bad way. They just x-rayed all our bags and yeah, the cases and went over everything whereas New Plymouth was a lot more relaxed relaxed to the point of probably a little bit too relaxed um, funnily enough neither airport checked our firearms licences yeah don't know about that mm, which is bizarre but anyway um, who knows what their policy is there um, yeah we jetted home nice I just think it's something, that, something they don't deal with a lot so I don't think it's just really not high on their radar yeah yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, we flew home, and uh, that was the end of the uh, the first big trip south for uh, um, you, Angus, and I. Simon's already done it a few times for events, but um, I must I must say thanks to Blair too because I did actually end up getting a tripod delivered on the day of the first day of the comp, so yeah, it was great. So yes, get it set up. So similar to the one you've got, I think. I think it is the same. It was good to yeah meet a bunch of guys who we've just sort of um. Uh, dealt with online yeah um which was cool <clears throat> like um, ben and blair and all those guys so that that was good fun and um we, we were there was a uh, saturday night sort of um uh, dinner at the brewery but we were all a bit uh but cooked by that point so we we just went back to our um combination and missed that but had a jumbo um, burger <laughs> yeah the world's biggest burger <laughs> well, shout, out, shout out to jumbo burger and amaru <laughs> yeah that was it was actually a bit wild yeah. like I had dinner at 5 o'clock and I didn't eat again until 5 in the morning like that's how big this thing was um, yeah no but overall good weekend um, yep. uh, South Islanders run matches a little bit different from us that's, I think it's a good thing um, we don't want everything to be cookie cutter and the same so yeah, obviously familiar faces as well Ian and Anthony were there so uh, that automatically I knew I'd be at least further down the order Dude. based on their <laughs> attendance so yes so my goal was to beat uh the stick was to get ahead of ian but i, I didn't achieve just that, so, um, just about yeah um so there's always next time but yeah. um where he'll probably beat me by 100 points but yeah but that was good we had a good showing from the north island down there which i think there's about a dozen guys from the north uh, made the way uh, the big trip down south yeah. um which is cool. Now we just need to convince some of these silly South Islanders to come up to some North Island events. Um, they're oddly reluctant to go north of uh, Blenheim for some reason. Um, I think they're worried they'll get sunburned or something. But anyway, um, yeah, 
you guys are always more welcome to come to our competitions if you can get a ticket that is because they shut out rather quick be it any other final closing thoughts about our uh our big the great southern excursion no, no I, thought, I thought i thought for a first event that uh, he'd run they'd run so it was um pretty good um yeah a lot of stuff went well so yeah I mean, um, for us, our um, our the trip itself we went off without a hitch. Yeah. Some 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 the results people weren't happy with, whatever. But the the flights and accommodation and vehicles and uh, that was all smooth, easy sailing. Um, so so yeah, it, it doesn't put me off going back down there for another another event. Um, what one that will be, I don't know, but yeah, um, we'll see. Um, no. I, one thing I will mention before mm-hmm. we turn off, I ran the Skypod. I mentioned it at the start. Excellent oh, yes. Skypod. <clears throat> now I, I there was one stage where i sort of so this uh just for those who don't know it's what mdt some guy developed it they bought it off him and now they sell yep. it and it's, it costs... it's pronounced sky but it's like cyk something weird um, c-k-y-e yeah they're not a cheap bipod but they are an incredibly adjustable bipod um, yeah you need a um to sell your firstborn to buy one they're probably <laughs> the most expensive for the site for the amount that's in them anyway but it's yes now i will say this is the gen 2 which yep. is meant to be less wiggly than the others they are amazingly wiggly bipods like the gen ones or gen both <clears throat> gen 2 I've, now when i say that when you're shooting it's fine but when they are stowed or just hanging oh, they yeah. are rat, they are rattly like old toyota corolla rattly odd for such an expensive bipod but hmm. when you deploy it it is fine I'll say that. Now, one thing that let me down on it was <clears throat> me not being familiar enough with the operating system. Not that I couldn't move it, but just when I needed it, there were situations where I could have used the bipod better, and I didn't know that I could have, if that made sense. Like until afterwards, going, oh, I could have done this because it's got all these options. So yeah, <clears throat> a bit of time spent on the bipod would have served me uh, well. Um, again, not the bipods I'm doing. Mine for not realizing that the, such a feature-rich bipod could have improved my score a bit. But it's certainly not an EDC bipod, is it? No, I wouldn't have it on a gun all the time. It's certainly well for the price. It's a competition thing to a degree. It's, it's a match bipod. It's yeah. very yeah. It's very yeah. And I love the three settings in terms of splaying the legs out. Are pretty quick to do. So yeah, I mean obviously it's got a good reputation for a reason but it's not perfect but it's not also it's got a lot of features so now they were a lot of them down there too yeah i i've seen a lot of of, of mdt skypods down there so they're obviously pretty popular down south um obviously which I mean, very wealthy t- down there <laughs> yes yeah i i mean target dynamics would be happy because they you know i've probably seen two hundred thousand dollars worth of bipods mm. so um probably not that much but anyway a lot of bipods but but yeah they they uh, i think i get to play with a few cool bipods i think for my limited time on it I'll, I'll send it back to my friend now but i think for prs style matches i think that is the bipod yeah at this stage in time um bipods are like iphones there's always a better one uh but for like more um prone type long range it wouldn't be my choice for that. Now it'll work fine, but there are better options like the um, GRS and some of the Akitek options. So where you going for o- overall stability and rigidity? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, and also the one issue I again it's the kind of not a huge issue, but the MDT has a um, it's got a very high center of gravity, so uh, the pivot point is well underneath your barrel, whereas um, ideally you'd have your center of gravity above the barrel or, or, or even with the barrel. Yeah. Um, but again, that's a, a minor point that actually not the end of the world for what we're doing for competition shooting. But yeah, um, if you have a spare eleven on hundred dollars, um, buy yourself a Skypod. <laughs> I think they're as low as eight hundred, maybe. Oh, there you go. Look, you've saved some money. But they come in. Uh, the beauty of it is, uh, Arca or um, Pick Rail. There's a bunch of options for how you attach it to your firearm. So um, when they're mounted with Arca, they're pretty versatile being that you can move them back and forward up the fore end to suit whatever i know how week changes i last week i said i hate archer and this week i think oh that's great (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i tell you what if simon's gone to archer then maybe maybe it's all right um so no i just see some of the ways you can use it is quite interesting and even because that skypod has a barricade stock on it doesn't it so you can actually slide it back on the archer and squish it against your bag to take out some of the recoil so it's quite interesting yep. mm. uh, they are versatile oh, yeah. and they are popular for a reason yeah alright so I think next time I will probably be talking about a long range shoot trial we're going to have a look at and yep. probably preparation pivot around to 22s back to 22s again yeah. and getting ready for Tokoroa and we might even we might even do an episode soon about night shooting or something like that where you're a bit of an expert and I'm an amateur um, <laughs> or not that there's been a lot of night shooting happening lately yeah but, uh, well, I've shot one pig in the last yep. week month <clears throat> well, but he was a good yeah. one 112 pounds yeah. so yeah you may have people may have seen the picture on the podcast page. yeah uh, nice big um, mutated hooks on him Pretty yeah, cool. one really nice on one side, but the other side's terrible. So I took his best side you... photo. <laughs> Look at that Instagram pig hunter life, eh? <laughs> I could probably make them bigger on Photoshop if you want. People have already accused me of it, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. But yeah, we've got a little bit coming up, uh, sort of a extended long range event, a trial event we'll be attending that we sort of um, we'll talk about later on once it's out of the way. And then, yeah, the. Takara 22. I may or may not head down to the Zeiss Paris match between them. Oh, yes. Ammo. That's Queen's um, birthday weekend, isn't it? And get from. Is it? I don't know when Queen's birthday No, it is. Because be. I've got okay. the. Um, pig hunt. Essence Whitra Services and Citizens Club annual pig hunt to go to. Yeah. So. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it's so there's a bit break, coming up. Breakout? We won't, we won't Swan just dry. do. <laughs> The bike out the swan dry. The Chinese made swan dry. That's still $300. Yeah. Anyway, um, we won't just do um, just pure comp shit. We'll do some uh, other maybe topics in between. Um, just because I know some people aren't that into hearing us talk about how we miss targets over and over and over again. Correct. Um, but yeah, if we can, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll come up with some bloody thing. I'll there do a thing on setting up my archer, set up on my gun tonight. Yep, sounds cool. And yeah, and then yeah, we've got some Magnum stuff coming up, uh, which probably be a bit, bit of a different topic anyway. Is the three hundred right. ready to go? Not maybe. We'll find out this weekend. This weekend, yes. Yeah, I think it is. We'll sort it out. All right. Yeah. We'll All right, later. everyone. Cheers. See you. Bye.